You're listening to Positively Anti-Inflammatory, the show for people just like you who want to keep inflammation down and your spirits up. I'm your host, Alyssa Abrahamson, functional nutritional therapist and wellness coach. Today and every Wednesday, I'm here to be your coach and your guide as I offer insightful ways for you to lead a positively anti-inflammatory life. Welcome back to Positively Anti-Inflammatory. We're at episode 70, and today is a good day (laughs) because we're talking about digestive health. Yes, and I'm going to discuss one of the most important aspects, key ingredient, ingredient to improving your digestion, stomach acid, also known as hydrochloric acid. Now, I have mentioned what I'm about to say is a big statement, and I've said it several times in the podcast, and I will, this will certainly not be the last. Remember that your gastrointestinal tract is home to 70 to 80% of your immune system. So your gut health is inextricably linked to inflammation. So if your digestion is off, your gut health is off, contributing to inflammation and a compromised immune system. So digestive health and digestive you know, awareness around this, around your wellness, around um, digestion is super, super important. Okay. So today I'm going to answer questions, some fun questions. <laughs> like, what is how what is hydrochloric acid and why is it needed for digestion? Well, Alyssa, what is hypochlorhydria? What causes hypochlorhydria? What are common symptoms of hypochlorhydria? What chronic health issues are associated with hypochlorhydria? And I will recommend five lifestyle tips to improve stomach acid levels. I mean, whether you've heard this word, this term, hypochlorhydria or not, I think that I might have just said it the most you will ever hear in in like a 60-second period. (laughs) Oh, Lordy. Okay. So first, first off, let me ask you, have you ever experienced heartburn, acid reflux, indigestion, or gas after eating your meals? Now, you might think that this is just what happens sometimes when you eat certain foods, and perhaps that could be the case. However, it's not necessarily always the case. Okay, so digestive issues can be, you know, very upsetting and disruptive on many levels, (laughs) And I've worked with clients who come to me because they are incredibly anxious about eating anything, essentially, because they are anticipating heartburn or acid reflux and indigestion, and they don't know what to eat. They don't know how to deal with this, and then they're fearing food, and they don't know what to do, how to eat, you know, how to nourish themselves. And so I help them work through this. And then I hope that this episode helps you too. Okay, so what is the word of the hour, hypochlorhydria. Hypochlorhydria is a condition where your stomach doesn't produce produce enough hydrochloric acid, also known as HCl. So hydrochloric acid or HCl is known colloquially as stomach acid. So why is hydrochloric acid essential for digestion? So HCl 
is needed to kill harmful bacteria and parasites in your food. And it eliminates viruses in the stomach or it helps that with that and it protects your body from infection. And when you don't have enough stomach acid, the food you eat exits the body without being utilized. So uh, you know that saying, you are what you eat? Actually, it really should be. You are what you digest and absorb. So if you don't have proper stomach acid, you're not properly digesting and receiving the nutrients from your yummy food. So your stomach needs to be highly acidic with HCL for breaking down and digesting proteins and minerals in order to be absorbed into your body. In other words, if there's insufficient acid in your stomach, this has a damaging triple-down effect on your digestive function. Okay, now you might be thinking, okay, hold up, Alyssa, WTF. I thought that, you know, acid reflux and heartburn and all that crap was caused by too much acidity. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. The truth is low stomach acid causes more digestive problems than too much stomach acid. I'm going to repeat that. Low stomach acid causes more digestive upset and issues than too much stomach acid. So that might be, you know, like, what? Mind-blowing, difficult to believe, you know, especially with all the, you know, ballyhoo about, you know, antacids and acid blockers and PPIs, which are proton pump inhibitors for heartburn and heartburn and acid reflux and GERD <laughs> relief that's all available in stores and on, you know, commercials and all that. And I'm going to break it to you. Every time you take these medications, you are contributing more to the digestive issues. And by the way, overuse of these, you know, meds might be a reason that you develop heartburn even more or even in the first place. So, you know, if people who have persistent digestive symptoms actually had their stomach acid levels tested, it would be extremely rare for the results to show too much stomach acid. So again, you might be thinking, Alyssa, all right, (laughs) so what you're telling me is that I thought I had too much stomach acid when I have these like digestive issues, but actually I have too little. I have low stomach acid, aka hypochlorhydria. Well, yes, my friend. (laughs) Yes, that is correct. All right. So what are some common symptoms of hypochlorhydria, low stomach acid? When your stomach acid levels are too low, you may experience heartburn and indigestion, diarrhea or constipation. You might have trouble digesting meat, or you maybe have a, a loss of taste for meat. You may have excessive gas and burping, burning and bloating right after eating. You also could experience food allergies or food intolerances, vitamin and mineral deficiencies, including iron deficiency, skin problems such as acne and eczema, psoriasis, rosacea, and other skin conditions that cause inflammation, especially especially on the face. You might see undigested food in stools, have brittle or weak nails, dry scalp, dry skin, chronic yeast infections. You might feel like skipping breakfast. And so you do. (laughs) So because of its direct impact 
on digestion. And because 70 per 80, 80% of your immune system is housed in your gut, low levels of hydrochloric acid, acid can have a profound effect on the body's ability to properly digest and absorb nutrients. So when this is left untreated, hypochlorhydria can cause damage to the GI system. And so, so, so hypochlorhydria has also been associated with chronic health issues, including allergies, asthma, thyroid issues, like I mentioned before, skin issues, gastritis, autoimmune disease, pernicious anemia, osteoporosis. Okay, so what causes it? What causes hypochlorhydria? Some of the most common causes for low stomach acid include high stress, high sugar diet, vitamin deficiencies, specifically zinc and B vitamins, And, you know, these deficiencies may be caused by a poor diet or nutrient loss from stress or smoking or alcohol. Other causes for low stomach acid are medications such as overuse of antacids and other medications for digestive issues. H. pylori, which is a type of bacteria that causes infection in the stomach. Stomach surgery such as gastric bypass. Aging. Also, you know, aging contributes to lower stomach acid levels, especially those over 65. Okay, so now you know what common causes and symptoms associated with low stomach acid are and the health health issues associated with it. So you're probably wondering, well, what what the heck can you do to help it? Good news. Of course, there's always good news. I'm here to bring you good news. (laughs) Fortunately, there are several simple yet effective things you can do to naturally help support your body produce enough HCL to aid digestion, support gut health, and the help of, you know, absorbing your nutrients. So I am going to recommend five lifestyle tips to improve stomach acid levels that will improve your digestion and your overall health. Number one, eat mindfully. Now, eating mindfully looks like a lot of different things. It means sitting at the table, not at your couch or standing at the counter or, you know, eating in your car. Eating mindfully is you're eating without distractions. So eating mindfully means not scrolling through your phone, social media or watching Netflix or, you know, the news, the upsetting news. And yeah, this all of these things can be a hard break habit to break but i'm telling you if i can do it so can do, so can you and your digestion and your health deserves this attention number 2 take three de- take three deep breaths before you eat before you beginning before you begin eating take three intentional breaths Taking those few moments to consciously breathe at the beginning of your meal helps to transition your body into a calmer, parasympathetic rest and digest state. When you are present, the enjoyment of your meal is enhanced. Chew your food thoroughly. That is number three. Chew your food thoroughly. 
To do that, I recommend experimenting with putting your fork down after each bite. Now, this seemingly simple act of putting your fork down, which is actually... It's kind of a very hard habit, you know, to to create in my personal experience, but it automatically helps you chew more thoroughly. So, you know, the benefits of fully chewing your food are improved digestion and nutrient absorption, you know, basically less bloating, increased, you know, less bloating and increased energy. Plus, when you fully chew your food, it helps you feel more satiated. So, Try putting your fork down, you know, just watch. It's so easy for us just to hold our fork and scoop it in, shovel it in, shovel it in, you know. Um, So it's just something to be super mindful of watching how you are eating. And then number four, eat fruit as a snack, not as part of a meal. So fruit is a healthy part of our diet, you know, filled with vitamins and nutrients. But I recommend avoiding fruits or other sweets for at least an hour after eating a big meal, especially when you're eating it with protein. Um, Now, I do understand that there could be some, you know, pork roast with apples or something. Like, we're talking a lot of fruit, and some people are especially I've actually experimented with this years and years ago when I was trying out like a macrobiotic lifestyle. Um, Just like I had this macrobiotic, I wasn't becoming macrobiotic, but I had this macrobiotic cookbook. And my digestion improved so much when I stopped eating melon with meals. It was like insane. And fruit with meals. Anyway, so fruit requires more in-depth digestion and the sugar from fruit, if eaten with a meal, can remain, uh, you know, for far too long in your stomach. And this can cause it to ferment and lead to gas bloating and indigestion. So if that's something that you notice that you're doing, try, try, you know, taking out some fruit, you know, with your, you know, protein and eating fruit at a different time and see how that, you know, if that works for you. And then the fifth recommendation for helping is drinking a cup of water with a tablespoon of raw apple cider vinegar about, you know, 10 to 15 minutes before each meal. Now, I'm a gal who loves vinegar, and I know some people don't. So a one tablespoon of raw apple cider vinegar in, um, in one cup of water is pretty strong. So one way to work yourself up to it is starting with a teaspoon. And uh, raw apple cider vinegar has so many health benefits, and you know, and 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 one of one of these benefits of of drinking it with a cup of water about you know ten to fifteen minutes before your meals is it really helps alert the brain that food is coming. It sends a message to your stomach to start producing. HCL, and that stimulates digestion and those, you know, gastric juices. And, you know, this pre-meal preparation really also helps create a shift for you to being mindful around eating and supports your parasympathetic rest and digest state and response. So please keep in mind that stress and eating while you're stressed or distracted is a huge factor contributing to hypochlorhydria, low stomach acid, and all the, you know, impacts about it of it and the symptoms I've talked about. So there's two two other things to remember. I've mentioned this, you know, before on the podcast and the first one and the second one just a few minutes ago. Number 1, when stress is on, digestion is off. 
when stress is on, digestion is off. And number two, it's not only what you eat, it's how you eat. So if the topic of gut health and digestion is of interest to you and you you know that you need further information and support, check out episode two. It's three components to living to a positively anti-inflammatory life, digestion and nutrition. And then episode 20, what is gut health? What the what is leaky gut and why it all matters? And again, I want to emphasize that stress and living in chronic stress massively impacts your digestion and overall health and well-being. I just did a podcast on it a few weeks ago about, you know, stress addiction. So, you know, it's huge. It's huge. And I am encouraging you to eat mindfully, to live mindfully, and to help you tap into that relaxed parasympathetic state when you're eating. So you're setting yourself up for a happy tummy and proper digestion and lower inflammation and a ha- and a happy and healthy you. So with increased mindfulness of the ways you're eating, you know, when you're eating patterns and how that directly, you know, impacts and affects your well-being, you really are able to make choices, healthier choices to enhance ways that you're nourishing yourself. And if you are looking for personalized support and guidance with all of this, you know, with your digestion and gut health, nutrition, mindful eating, anti-inflammatory living, let's talk. You can visit my website, thewellnessheadquarters.com, and that's where you can schedule a free exploratory call with me. And thank you for hanging out today. So here's to, cheers to, <laughs> cheers to proper, you know, stomach acid, healthy digestion, and living a positively anti-inflammatory life. And until next week, say something nice to yourself, slow down when you eat, and say yes to rest. Hey, if what you're hearing resonates with you, I created a free resource just for you. Anti-Inflammatory Living, The Essential Guide. To get your free copy, head over to guide.thewellnessheadquarters.com. That's guide.thewellnessheadquarters.com to receive your free Anti-Inflammatory Living, The Essential Guide.